All right, welcome to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. We are in a different set today. We are in a different set. If you have watched us before, you will know that we've been here one other time, each of us on our individual podcasts, but this is the first time with our graphic on this podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Grant and Elena, for letting us borrow your studio. And the 10X production team. Yeah. And our team and everyone else that's allowed us to be here. It's pretty cool. That's great. We just finished a a great uh, retreat with a ton of entrepreneurs that want to 10X their business. And so it was a great weekend because it was our launch weekend. It was our launch weekend. How did you think you did? I think think the whole team did amazing. I agree. Yeah. But it's weird to just be sitting in this room. Like I yeah. want to, I want to acknowledge with the show. Normally, the show we have our microphone and we have the wood behind us, and it kind of feels like we're maybe a little bit at home. And this is actually fun fact. This is what Brandon wishes our studio looked like. He and I got in a little bit of an argument originally the first time around because he, I surprised him with what our set looked like, and he was expecting it to be solid TV walls with. Graphics. I and like TVs. He likes huge televisions, and I love our set, uh, yeah. and you do too. But it, this is like your dream set. It is. So knowing this is your dream set, With my dream host, co-host, co-host. Well, are you a guest or are you a co-host today? I, I'm a. Well, how do you? How are you? How are you feeling? On this set, I'm a co-host. This set, you're a co-host. Okay. Well, you're co-hosting. You give me a set like this at home, and I'll be a co-host. You don't. Be, you'll be. You'll. You'll agree not to be a guest. Do you promise? I promise. All right, this is that's the Pinky bond. Swear. That's right there. You Pinky can't swear. lie if that's if that just happened and it's now recorded. All right. So what are we talking about today? On our show we are today? talking about how to cheer each other on. Yay! Why is that relevant to us right now? Well, we just um, you know your your listeners or our listeners uh, viewers are are catching us right on after. Months of preparation and diligent hard work, mm-hmm. uh, launching a new business, and and um, you doing your part, me doing my part, and the whole team rocking it and doing their part. But um, just a bunch of milestones were met. We set out. I think what would we say in November? We said by June first, we want to have. I reminded you of this last night. Back in November when Brandon and I were going through kind of the tail end of the rut that I talked about on our very first episode, we said, if we do not have a business that looks like this by June, we are going to do something entirely different. Yeah, entirely different. Change everything. And here we are with a business that looks like how we we, It's exactly what we we gave ourselves to June. Mm -hmm. The first and week of June. It's the first June week of June, today, and we, we set our goal was by the first week of June we're going to have all these things figured out, or and we're going to be up and running, or we're going to relook at our entire situation and figure out what we want our life to look like, as far as where we want houses, where we want to live, what do we want to be doing, mm-hmm. and uh, then we made the commitment. Let's just put our heads down, put every amount of energy we can between now and June first, and see what we can create. At the time, we didn't even know. That it have anything to do with the Cardones? No, it was, we had no idea. No, we had some inclination that we knew we wanted to build something that looked similar to this, but we didn't think it was with them. We just figured they were good role models and examples with the books yeah, and, and the podcasts of, and exactly. The and content. one of the and then we created the partnership mm-hmm. and um, 
launched the business and yeah. we had a bunch of business owners and it was phenomenal. So let's talk about that. This weekend was the executive summit. There was a two days sales and boot camp summit yeah, which on was Thursday and Friday, uh, which was amazing. Yeah. And then on Saturday and Sunday, some of the business owners, all of which that had businesses that are looking to scale and grow, stayed to talk through how do they learn to move their business from scale and maximizing what they currently have to scaling by going 10x. Yep. Uh, and so with this, Brandon talked 75% of the time. So what I'm amazed by is you're still like, you're still energetic after these types of things. You don't, you don't dwindle when moments of lots of conversation and lots of action happen. Wow, the fun's just getting started. Oh my gosh, man. he's like feeding off of it. Whereas I need a little bit more time to just yeah. kind of unwind. I think that's the introvert, extrovert thing. Uh, but in this event... He and I had to play certain roles, and we're getting back into the, the role of how to cheer each other on. For me, I need to support him in what he's doing in order to help these business owners. And he got to support me in publicly speaking for the first time since we decided not to move forward with the dental business, uh, which was a couple years ago. So uh, I was a bit rusty and hired a coach, and I've shared all of that with you guys in the past. But uh, I want to share. She rocked it. I don't know. I, I don't know that I rocked she it. He rocked it. I, he's very, and this is part of like our tips. So the first thing is honesty. Like in, he can give me good feedback about being on and give me honesty when it comes to telling me what I did well and what I didn't do well. So there were a variety of things that I didn't do well and in front of people, which is part of why I love you and I think everybody should do. He is everybody only positive. Everybody should love me. Did you just say that? Well, maybe. I, I agree with that. Everybody I, I should love too. you. You're kind of hard not to love. I'm a lovable guy. You're kind of hard not to love. But in front of people, he always gives me positive feedback. In When it's just you and I, like you are my biggest coach and you're my cheerleader because you tell me what doesn't work and you push me for what doesn't work as well. What are you staring at? Oh, I was just seeing your microphone looks. Okay, that's good. Can you can you guys hear me? I was make sure it wasn't banging against the. Yeah. All right. Is it banging against no, anything? It's perfect. All right. You want to look up here? You want to look yeah. down here? Where uh, where where are we gonna look for the rest of the show? I'm always looking down there. Okay. Uh, or uh, you got gorgeous eyes. Anyway, way. anyway. So when it comes to feedback, you're honest. You're brutally honest with me when I don't do. Would you prefer I? Would you prefer I not be honest with you? No, of course not. But I'm saying that's a tip. Like, be honest. I just giving fluffy feedback. But you feedback. don't have to be brutally honest. You're you, brutally honest with me, as I am with you. When you're doing, I'm integrally honest. I try never to be brutal. Mm, all right. So is that not your tip then? What would your What would your tip be? Be honest, kindly honest, not brutally honest. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. You don't handle. You don't handle aggressive. Mean. It's sounding mean type criticism. You no. you like constructive, loving criticism. Well, so that's my second point is in the feedback process, you have to learn if you're going to be your partner's cheerleader, you have to learn how to give feedback in the way that they want feedback to be given. Otherwise, what good? What, where what do you go with it? Feedback give. Yeah. It just pushes you further apart if it's done in a way where it's hard to receive. Right? Do you think I'm more honest with you than you're with me? I'm pretty. I'm pretty critical of you in giving feedback because I want to make sure that you. Well, I I trust your feedback because it's okay. First of all, you're a nice person. I mean, you don't you don't you know. There's times where maybe you irritate me with your feedback because I feel like maybe you're giving me feedback before you actually understand what I'm doing. Like that's, that's true. frustrating. That's true. Um, but you're always kind, 
I don't, you know, you're not mean or you're not, it doesn't come across mean spirited. So how would you recommend somebody else does it? If we were going to give somebody else I, a I tip think, as to how to give honest feedback, but then also learn the process of how to properly give feedback to their partner. What I mean, okay, so do? first thing I'd ask the question, like, well, what's the point of giving feedback? What are you trying to do in the process of give, giving feedback? Okay. So if the process of giving feedback is to g- contribute. Yes. Then you need to give feedback in a way where people can hear it. Okay. If you're point in giving feedback is to prove a point yeah, or, or to just be, to be shitty. Right, or to be shitty, then it's going to only put pressure in the whole situation. Is that in the shot? Your water bottle? I don't know, but I'm thirsty. Doesn't matter. Okay, just seems I have my coffee cup in the shot your every water bottle Can I have it? <laughs> oh, that's that's what the issue is. You want the water bottle. If I'm if it's going to be in the shot, you want bottle. it to be yours. All right, keep talking. You were telling about what you you think feedback should look like. I think feedback should be positive and constructive and relative. Is this feedback? Is is it's you telling? We got to keep it between us. Okay, I'll keep it between us. See if that's good feedback. <laughs> so, um, no touchy, eyes up, no touching. Water bottle between us. All right. So I think, I think if you're going to give feedback in a way where it's hard for somebody to see it or it's hard for somebody to hear it, then at the end of the day, it's not, it's not going to be helpful. So why even give it? I like that. Could I give you feedback better? Yeah, you could. I think, I think you could give feedback better by letting me finish my thought. I'm not good at somebody giving me feedback halfway through a thought. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Does that mean that I shouldn't interrupt you? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. If you don't want to be interrupted, what type of engagement could you have in order to set the precedent to not be interrupted? Um, Would that maybe look like not interrupting me? Well, uh, Mm. mm, yeah, Mm. I mean... You know, I think anybody who listens to this podcast <laughs> is going to be rolling their eyes right now. I thought you were asking me <laughs> in an optimal situation uh-huh. um, how people should communicate, not how exactly I do it. <laughs> is that like do what I say, not what I do? Yeah. That is kind of, it actually reminds me of my mom. Somehow I managed to bring my mom up on every one of these episodes, but she is a doctor. My mom does not have the best eating habits, though. She will have a mocha in the morning with her whipped with cream and, and sprinkles, and then she eats her donut. But she tells her patients that they need to have like healthy lifestyles with balanced diets. And she says, do as I say, not as I do. And I think that you just pulled one of those. Yeah. And I'm not going to believe it. I'm not, I'm not going to let you Okay, so let's, let's go back to what your main point was about how to this be a cheerleader. Podcast, how to be a cheerleader and help each other. Give good feedback. Give good know feedback. how your partner likes to have feedback. Yeah. Uh, maybe a second or tertiary tip with that would be uh, be consistent with the type of feedback that you want so that you get that type of feedback back to you. Yeah. Would that be a good one? It'd be a great one. Is that a good one to add? It'd be a great one to add. And so the fourth one is make it about the other person. So when I'm there to help you and to support you, like I don't need to make things about me. Right? You don't need to make things about you when yeah. I'm up speaking. Yeah. 
I agree with you. And give some space. Like you, there were several times where like you, I was like, show me, show me, show me. And you're like, I'm not ready yet. Give me some space. And then you would go away. Give, give your partner some space to, to feel like they can build their own confidence and practice and be supportive of that. Don't be like, no, you got to show me or I want to hear it now. Or, you know, like, like, tell me what you're doing. Like, you weren't prepared several times to sit down and go through it yet because you hadn't got to a place where you're confident. And so... Yeah, that happened a couple times where I recorded myself. I would like to say I started working with a coach two months ago to work with my to work on my speech and just my overall speaking abilities. We didn't know that this speech was coming, and we picked a topic two months ago, or like a month and a half ago, that we then prepped a whole speech for. And last week we decided we to change the, the entire topic, yeah. and because I just didn't want to, I didn't think that that was the right thing to be talking about, so we changed it. So I had a week to practice this one, and yeah. I was nervous about having feedback from him because what I do know about your feedback process, and that's a, that's a good point to bring up, is when you give me feedback, sometimes it's the exact opposite thing of what I need to hear in that moment. Yeah. But I know that that's the feedback you're going to give, so I just shouldn't ask you. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. It's not what you need. I, no, I, no, but like I'm I, a process guy. That's why I'm so having I a like, coach with yeah. it. Like, and so hiring somebody... As part of being a cheerleader, being a coach in a relationship, part of it too is knowing what your partner is good at coaching you on. Brandon can coach me on so many different nuances with content, but my actual delivery, he like he doesn't help me in those moments. So I need to hire somebody else to do that. I need to seek somebody else's advice. You know, it's just this just rang, rang a big bell. Mm. Uh, ding ding ding. One of our guests who had a huge business mm-hmm. was here. Mm-hmm. And his wife was here, and she has her own business. Mm. And in our role-playing, she basically insinuated that he wasn't helping her with her business, Mm. of which his sister worked with her as well. And he was like, whoa, that's not my job. I'm busy running my own business. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. And, and, And he said, go get a coach. Don't lean on me for it because I'm trying to manage my own problems and then I bring my problems into your problems and they're different and instead of you here and then we get in an argument over it and I don't even want the distraction. And the one thing I will say to you that, that I was it made me think about us when you said, I'm going to get a coach. I said, what do you need a coach for? I can teach you to speak. He did say that. But, but, but the point is... It was better that you got a coach because you found your way and you got to do it your way and it didn't put any strain or stress between the two of us and you did a remarkable job. I've seen you speak and you you took that new subject, you did a fabulous job presenting it, you engaged everybody well with questions and we'll post some videos, uh, go to her Instagram, you'll see some videos, but I thought you did a very good job. You're very eloquent, you're very elegant, right? And uh, very intelligent and very beautiful. Tell me more. How how else was I wonderful? Smart, amazing, remarkable. All right, okay, okay, but you're right. The the coach piece is a is a critical component to making sure that you're not asking for the wrong thing and yeah, knowing and I, and how I, that that's engagement right. goes wrong. And I think the point I I've got distracted with your elegance and beauty, but the point I was making that the guy was making about his wife is like is like I can't give the the conversation because of the pressure of the situation. He's got his business pressures. She's got her business pressures. It's just better to take some conversations outside Hmm. and go find somebody who can speak relevantly to your situation, who's going to support you, who's going to help you, and who's aligned with whatever you want to have happen. Hmm. 
versus putting each other partners in a situation where you're trying to get them into your stuff mm -hmm. and you want advice, you want guidance, but you don't want interference. Mm -hmm. So at some point I'm a problem solver. So if you come to me and you say, hey, can you do this or can you, what do you think about this? I'm going to start telling you the answer. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to go to what's the answer, how do we solve it? And that's not the support you needed. No, that was the last thing that I needed. Yeah. I needed somebody else to come in and, and help me. And the one time, this was funny, the one time that I did ask him for help, so I recorded myself talking with the previous speech that I was going to give, and I actually was talking about you in the beginning, and I, the reason I talk about him and the reason I wanted to bring him up early on in the presentation is to acknowledge with the audience that, yes, I'm here talking about goals, but I'm also, part of the reason that I'm here is to support Brandon and that we have a relationship like I wanted to make that clear I didn't know if I was speaking in the morning or in the afternoon so in case people didn't know I wanted to identify that and I so the first two minutes of my speech I was making a joke about Brandon and that the fact that I live with him and he's like a Tasmanian devil every single moment of every single day uh, but he made very clear advice and said no you can't talk about me this has to be strictly professional and I struggled with that, and that's not what I actually needed to hear in that moment because I needed to share what I was comfortable with, and you were telling me, no, you have to be professional. You have to be this certain way. I, need, I, I ended up using your feedback, but I, I still did it in my own way, and the coach helped me say, okay, he's probably right. You shouldn't do it in this way, but yeah, still and, be comfortable. Yeah, and to be clear, I, I, I didn't care about disclosing that we're in a relationship. I think that's fabulous, and yeah. I talk about No, you it's the way well. that I did it. The way you were doing it, I felt was diminishing your contribution to what right. you're going to be talking about. Uh -huh. But that's an age thing. That is an age thing yeah. because I, you and I have many conversations about this. I feel as if at 26 and being your fiance, going up in front of a room of business owners, although I have this experience with our dental business, with our leadership program, with the audiology business, I feel and perceive that the age piece is all people see. So I want to immediately talk to and address that issue. It's part of why I created a blog about it. Yeah. Instead of just diving into, well, I'm going to talk about goals and this is, this is uh, how you should do this and this is how you should run your business. Even though I know those things, it feels disingenuous to me. And so you and I have always kind of butted heads a little bit yeah, when it that's comes your, to that. Look, I've worked with... I've worked with uh, young people who are highly successful mm -hmm. and I was a young person who was highly successful. Yes. And I used to excuse myself mm -hmm. when I was 26, 27, 28 raising 10 million dollars and people would immediately go, why would we give money to a kid and you know you had those group of people. But once I got over that and I stopped apologizing for my age and I got to business, I actually realized people would respect me a lot faster because I was the, if you're going to apologize for being young, it makes it seem like you're apologizing for being inexperienced. You're right. And I didn't need to apologize because I knew what I was doing, I knew what I was talking about, and I knew what I wanted. Yep. And what I was trying to say to you is don't apologize. You're, you, you can carry your water, your weight, better than any, almost any of these business people when it comes to communications and clarity in communications and what you want to see people do and what the result needs to be. Um, and a lot of them, even at 10, 20, or 30 million, struggle at doing that with their teams. Right. You don't have a problem. You can sit down and be hard with people. You've fired people. You've raised, given people raises. You've hired people. You've dealt with uh, 
problematic situations. You've let 35 people in one day go. I mean, these are all experiences that you've had that most of these people would just not be able to do, okay? So for me, just to have you start with almost apologizing because, oh, I'm young and, oh, I'm Brandon's fiance, insinuating I'm up here because I'm Brandon's fiance because you know if you didn't have those experiences and if you didn't have those skills and you didn't do those things, you wouldn't be up there talking. Right. And that's what I kept telling you is that this talk isn't about you and me, it's about what you've accomplished. You have the confidence to do it. And it's figuring out though with the age piece how to acknowledge it without apologizing for it because I, I still believe it should be acknowledged. Like they're, they're, that's still what people see, like what, what, what people see, what they understand is their first impression. Okay, let's acknowledge your first impression, let's move off of it, here's how I'm gonna acknowledge it, and then the meat of the content is going to prove that I have yeah. the chops to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, what about. I suggest you to do is go in and prove you have the chops. Did you say chops? I did say chops, I don't know if I've ever said chops before. That's an interesting word, I'm not sure how to reuse that. Um, uh, what I, what, I, what I uh, recommended that you do is go in, hit it hard with your knowledge and how you're setting up your talk, and then maybe mention some things like, say, you know, Brandon and I have experienced this or when we ran the leadership program that, but you don't have to say, I'm Brandon. You don't, you don't have to start it off with... Maybe we should do a poll about this. Okay. About whether or not you should acknowledge the things that you're fearful of, not apologize, acknowledge them and then move on, or if you should never bring it up and just move on to the content and the topic. Because yeah, it's well, something that, it's you can an acknowledge age thing. It, you can acknowledge it, but acknowledge it once you've created the presence that you, you're there because you're knowledgeable. You're not there because I would never I don't put, disagree with you. I, I just don't know I would never put somebody up in front of a bunch of business owners that I didn't feel like had the awareness, the skill set, and the communication ability Well, but this isn't actually them. true. Like, I'm going to call you out okay. on this for a quick second. Brandon, <clears throat> the reason that I have this huge fear of public speaking, I was a great public speaker all the way through high school, all the way through college. It was one of my, not favorite things to do, but I was never scared. I always said yes. Uh, then I started working for this guy, and one of my first presentations was to talk about our new leadership development program that we were going to be rolling out. Brandon had 50 of his leadership team structured in a U-shape in a conference room. U-shape in a conference room. Her head exploded. My head, I mean, it practically exploded. And right in front he, of everybody. And he had me develop the slides for this leadership program Right, like the day before, he gave me the content for. Hey, you got it. When you have program. confidence in somebody, you got to put. So them he had in the he game. had all the confidence in me, but I had never rolled out a program before. I had never talked to his executive team before, and I was entirely ill prepared. I want a drink of this. Don't. I'll take a drink. I need to drink some. I was entirely ill prepared for the presentation, so I go up there. I kick off the meeting. It's eight o'clock when this meeting starts. I'm supposed to give an hour talk on this leadership development program that we were rolling out to our members. And I, I started- think she's still scarred. I started, no, but it's a good reflection point. I started the presentation at eight, supposed to go to nine. I finished the presentation at 8.07. Like I rushed through the entire thing. I was not prepared. I didn't have the confidence. I like, it was, it was a bad, and then Brent, the worst part was actually Brandon's in the back of that U, so I'm in the front, Brandon's in the back. Crickets, when I decide to close the meeting. Crickets, because I tell everybody they can go to the bathroom, even though they all had just gone to the bathroom seven minutes before. Brandon sits at the back of the room and proceeds to give my presentation for me for the next 53 minutes while I'm standing in the front. I just was mortified. I lost a significant amount of confidence in my yeah, own ability to part. speak. That's and the sad so, part, because, because 
I threw you up there in order to put you in. This this is different. I didn't throw you up in front of a bunch this of entrepreneurs. Is this is different. I threw you up in front of a management team. Yes. And this was your first. This was me testing you and your first opportunity, which is how we how which I totally failed what, at. Which you failed at, but uh, and it petrified you. Mm-hmm. And instead of grasping that and going back after it, you you chose to withdraw from that situation. On the other hand, but you have a higher belief in me. I think my point is you have a higher belief in me than sometimes I know how to actually execute on. And it's a be- it's a beautiful thing. And this is why I'm with you. And this is why I love you. However. Like sometimes with this age piece and with like age gap realness podcast is what we're talking about. Sometimes when it comes to this stuff, like I can either choose to rise in those moments or I can choose to allow those moments to entirely derail me. And for a while I let that derail me. And now you have all the confidence because I've done little things that are, were that became bigger things to make it so that you you would never think twice about putting me in front of a group of people anymore. Yeah, because you're 26 years old with a skill set that most 40-year-olds don't have. But I had to put you in a position to fail so you could mm-hmm. work hard at building the confidence to do this. The other situation is, it's all relative, right? Like, she, if she thinks she's going to give a speech, all of a sudden she's nervous. Yeah. And the speech might be to three people. Mm-hmm. But she's had no problem getting in front of 50 employees and telling them, these are the rules, here's what we're going to do. If I, we're going to fire you. We're going to sit with you. Like she can run meetings with 30, 40, 50 employees and not think twice. Because it's my storytelling it's ability. Speech. Yeah, it's not I don't a speech, like telling but as stories. As soon as you say that it's a speech. So she mm-hmm. has the ability to get in front of anybody and communicate effectively. But as soon as she thinks it's a talk or a speech specific for something, she, with, she gets fearful. And, and I think that, but the point is, is you've moved through a lot of that. This was a big opportunity for you to break through that fear. You did a fabulous job. I don't think you'll have it anymore. I think you'll always prepare, which is what you learned from that first situation is don't go in ill-prepared. And that was your fault. But at the end of the day, that's because we didn't do, we didn't, we didn't listen. We, we didn't, we didn't have a relationship back then. So I didn't get a chance to give you support at home like you get now. It was like, totally his fault. <laughs> He gave me the slides the day before and figured hey. I could just do it. Hey. We're not all superhuman like you. No, but you know what? Look where you're at today. And I'll, I'll put you up against anybody who is an executive in a company or anything else, and, and you'll carry your own water. So I'm very proud of you. You did a phenomenal job. Thank you. You practiced. Because of that episode, you made sure you were ready. And then you went in, and, and it wasn't so much the content. The thing is, you know all this content. Yeah. So switching the content didn't matter, but it was your confidence in how you looked, how you felt about it, how you delivered it, the tempo in which you delivered it. And now that you've got that and been working so hard on it with a coach, you can insert whatever you're talking about into that. And and I just, I'm glad that you broke through this because now you don't have to think this way anymore. Well, thank you. So yeah. is this you being a cheerleader? Yeah, I am your cheerleader, how, number one cheerleader. So to wrap this up, how would you give advice to, I want to give advice to the younger person in the relationship. How would you give advice to the older person in the relationship when the role is to be cheering on their younger significant other. If you're the older one and you want to have your younger significant other have the confidence, you want them to be bold. You want them to be you want them to be courageous. So don't do things that takes that away from them. Like don't don't say, well, you know, I don't know why you did it that way. That was dumb. Or I don't I don't I don't like the way you sound. I don't like the way you're doing this. Like you wouldn't talk like that. You would say that was good, but here's where maybe you could try some things. Like, don't tell them what to do. That's the one thing. If I tell you what to do, you're going to get upset. So I can say, have, have you thought about trying this? Or have you tr- thought about trying that? And the only reason I know that that worked in this last 
um, this last episode because I've done it wrong so many other times and I've seen you just would recoil. You, would you recommend to push somebody as hard as you pushed me the first time now knowing what the consequences of that were for like 18 yeah that was months. different that was because you were an intern or you were working on a no, program i, I know I, that and but I, i'm I saying said, in the context of a in a in relationship because yeah. we weren't in a relationship yeah so would you push somebody so, that hard so I don't think so. I, I would have wanted the conversation to do to be more like the way it is. To, I, mm -hmm. I think if we were in a relationship mm -hmm. I, and you were asking me, I would have been trying to support you better. In this particular case, I just gave somebody you, something you to do. You treated me like and, a team and, member and, and yeah, you and that, just, just assumed like, I could. Hey, you're going to do this presentation. Be ready for it. And That was part of me. I've done that to all my executives, mm -hmm. young executives, because I want to see how they handle it. Mm -hmm. You didn't handle it well, that, um, you know, and you learned you from it. it well. And so uh, my, my goal then isn't to break people, it's to build them. So um, I think that in a relationship though, I've handled so many things poorly that, that but this was really important to you. And so trying to be delicate with this. I think you've this, handled things poorly. Like well, no, do. I mean, look, I have. I've watched your video with you practicing. I go, look at your goofy arms. And then you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, he does make fun of my goofy arms all the time. Well, she threw the remote yesterday yeah, in her I talk. Did. It was like, boom. I just, I don't, I have very long arms. Look you guys those, might not those, know this about arms. me look because I'm always like sitting down further. I have very long fingers and I have very long arms. And my theory is that because they're extra long, I just can't control the extra parts. So, so I showed her a video where she swings her arm and she walks and knocks things over and stuff. So mm -hmm. I call her a goofy arm. But so, you, you can do that. That's not doing something uh, poor. Well, like, I make fun I, of I made, you all the time. You were under pressure, though, trying to do your thing, and I made fun of you. And then it I hurt didn't your take feelings. it that way. I didn't take it that way. So I think trying to do things that don't hurt people's feelings or that point out their mistakes, mm -hmm. but yet giving them an alternative way to maybe think about it. That's what, what I would say mm -hmm. after doing things the wrong way over a period of the last few years. Like <laughs> my advice is give advice, give guidance, give love in a way where somebody can receive it. I like that. I would say that when somebody does push you, and especially when your significant other pushes you, there's this moment where you can choose to continue. It's not a moment. It's actually a series of moments where you can choose to feel victimized by it. And like they don't understand because they're older than you and they have this experience. And I ha I've had those moments where I almost blamed you. Like, well, how, how could you possibly expect that of me? So there's moments where you can either choose to think that way or you can choose to say, sure, this isn't traditional. Sure, this, this might not be what all of your friends might be going through in their relationships or in professional settings, but I can become that person. I, can, I, I want that for myself, and you're pushing me in order to become the very best version of myself. You want me to be the professional, polished, 40-year-old version of myself. Well, I'm the 26-year-old I'm the version now, but I want to be that person when I'm 26 and 27 and 28. Like, I'd rather fast-track that if I could. So it's in those series of small moments. My advice would be maybe feel bad for yourself for a hot second, but move off of that as quickly as possible and put the structure around you to be able to accomplish the thing that you want to be able to do. For me, that was hiring a coach. Uh, for me, what else does that look like? For me, that's putting yourself in a position where you're even willing. You could have easily said, "I'm not oh, even yeah. willing to do that." Oh yeah, it was my talk. idea to speak actually yep. because I needed to. I needed to put that out there. I needed to do that uh, in order for my own confidence. I've always said that the rate limiting factor to me being successful in my future is going to be the things that I hold on to that I'm so fearful of, 
And so if I know that one of that things is speaking, I, I'm not gonna look back when I'm 80 years old and think when I was 20, I never pushed myself hard enough to where I actually overcame those fears. And so I'm overcoming those fears because And you did you fabulous. Expect you won't have that. those fears anymore. You did such a great job. There'd be no reason for you to think, um, I can't conquer this, which I think is awesome. Because it's the only one thing you, whenever we talk about meetings, you'd be like, oh, I don't want to speak or I don't want to. But now you, you're like, yeah. yeah, I crushed it. It doesn't matter. When we have this Move podcast, on. like I, I'm very comfortable in, in most of those situations now. It's just, it's been, it's been baby steps. And I would encourage you guys as well that are in this process of identifying and tackling a fear that you have. It's, it's all about baby steps. It's not going to happen overnight. Watch yourself on camera. Watch yourself on how you interact. Try to be better at stories in those little tiny moments that can make a bigger difference in the long term. And I always say everything starts somewhere, everything ends somewhere, and all the growth happens in the middle. <laughs> so be patient and just keep trying. Should I make another point? I feel like yeah. I make a point and then you make a no, point. No, I'm done. And that I was actually my contribution. And so are we going to wrap it now? Yeah. How would you like to wrap it? What would you like to say? I'm very proud of you. Oh, no, no, no. Like, how would you like to wrap oh, the podcast? I'm very proud of you. You conquered oh. your fear and you killed it. You crushed it. This is you my one piece of feedback for you. This drives me nuts how much you like. It's just like, what? don't, like, don't be so nice to me. I oh. think people will think that this is fake. He really does talk to me like this. But it's like, just like say something that's not. Uh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Like this some, sort, some sort of. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Age Gap Realness podcast. We will be back with you next week. And thanks, Grant one. and Elena, for letting us use your set. Oh, yeah.